Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Brett. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. And you? Great. Great. Happy to be here. Always happy to be recording The Practice Podcast with you. I wanted to talk today about it's actually one of our core values that we communicate and it seems like pretty generic, you know, you communicate, yeah, everyone communicates, but I suppose it requires some clarification that it really means we communicate openly, honestly, frequently, effectively, succinctly. There I mean there's so many different ways communication can be important and so many lawyers fail at it, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, failure of communication is the number one reason why lawyers get ethics complaints or client complaints. I I don't I don't know that statistic. I'm pretty but sure I'll, that I'll, Brian, I believe you. I'm I'm, go- I'm going on record as right. quoting Brian Tannenbaum. Wow. I'm pretty wow. sure Brian has said that to us at some point. Or it's, if it's not the top, it's one of the it, one sure of the lack of communication. Sure. Yeah, I and I think you know it, the failure to communicate with clients is such a problem that's endemic in the legal field mm-hmm. that I think it's probably worthy of discussion. But to us, I think it's so obvious because we, you know, we hammer our people about it. And it's one of our core values. It's on the walls, it's on the website. But just letting clients know what's happening in their case or their matter is something that I think so many, so many people just overlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I know you're not limiting it, but I, for our purposes of our discussion, we're not going to limit it to clients and communication with clients, it would be communication with your fellow attorneys within your firm or staff within your firm, opposing counsel, judges, mediators, you know, everyone that you interact with on a daily basis. And, you know, what I find is that it's, that is a skill that is difficult for for lawyers and people generally to learn and to grab onto and to run with, you know, right. and it's because it's the easier thing to just see something come in, let's say an email as an example, and just, ah, boy, I just don't know what to say. So I'm just going to say nothing. Right. And let it sit and let it sit and let it sit instead of yeah, okay, here's what I think I need to say. And maybe running it past somebody and saying, hey, what do you think about this? And then let me respond. Right. But doing nothing is not really, not ever. It's the worst option. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst option. Right. Even if the answer is to a client or you know to some, anybody is, I received your correspondence. I will get you a substantive response tomorrow or, you know, right. tomorrow or, right. or in two days, whatever it is, yeah. you know, so that people know you're, engaged. And to me, there is some method and to the madness of the timing of the response. Right. And either, you know, the frequency with which you respond, how fast you respond, or how slow you may respond. Although you should, I mean, there should always be, right, a response. And I know there are some people that say to some things you shouldn't respond at all. But I think those circumstances are so few and far between, they're the exception. I'm talking about daily interaction 
with clients, with opposing counsel, with you know fellow lawyers or judges or whatever it is. I'm not talking about the sort of the outliers where people send you ranting and raving and all that stuff, which I agree. That should not be responded to. But the normal stuff within the practice should be responded to for, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, client relations are important so they know you're on top of things. But opposing counsel needs to know you're on top of things too. Well, I think how, you know, you, you raised a, a bunch of great points in there, but the timing of your response mm-hmm. sends, tells a lot to the other side. It can indicate, or I'm sorry, it may not, it may be intentional or may not be intentional, the timing of the response, but it mm-hmm. may intentionally or unintentionally communicate, one, the importance, you know, mm-hmm. of this issue. If so, if the client is, you know, dealing with a stressful situation and you don't respond to their email or their communication for a couple of days, you're kind of letting them know that this is not a top priority for you or it's not important to you. Whereas if you do, if it's a tough question, I I like your suggestion. You let them know, hey, I got this. I'm receiving it. You can say, you raise a really interesting issue. I like some time. I need to think about it or I want to confer with my colleague about it or I need to do some research. Just letting people know but it's also, you know, when you're in a case where maybe you're, say, the plaintiff and you're trying to move things ahead and the other side sends you something and you wait three days to respond, you're kind of letting them know this is, you know, this case right. is not a priority. And, and when you want to accelerate things, they're going to kind of say, well, wait a minute, I tried to do this with you three days ago and you sat on it and didn't even get back to me or whatever it is, if I meet and confer or something like that. So, you know, the timing is for sure critical. And I also think how you communicate, you know, one of the struggles is, and you mentioned this too, is like how, you know, this is how we communicate with judges, clients, opposing counsel, each other. I mean, one of the struggles is that they're all different. You know, how you communicate with the judge is way different than how you're going to communicate with your colleagues, but equally, obviously, you know, equally, if not more important. I also think a lot of lawyers forget to just communicate with their client about what's happening including, and I'm always amazed at this, successes. When you win, you're winning for the client. I think a lot of lawyers celebrate the win and forget the, hey, the, <laughs> I won this for the client. And they may just attach as an order See granting attached. the motion for summary judgment. Right. Instead of, hey, we went to court. It was a three-hour hearing, but we convinced the judge and we won. Congratulations. Right. This is, Here's what this means. It's not over yet, but you know, step one of step you know, five is is now complete. Right. To me, I, I don't think we can underestimate the you know the importance of that. You well, know? yeah, and and even the the quote unquote losses too, right? If you yeah. go to court, you file a motion, you know, or setting expectations, you know, and that's yeah, communicating. That's and, and it's not just email, right? It's over the phone or now by video conference or hopefully right. soon more in person. But I do think that. You know, it's how you set expectations, even from day one and throughout, right? Like you file a motion, the client's like, oh, we're going to win, we're going to win, you know, and it's, well, hold on, here are some, you know, here are some potential outcomes, here are likely outcomes, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to go to court. And even if we don't prevail on this, here's why we are filing this motion. Yeah. In order to do this, right within this the scheme of this case and our representation of you, and I'm talking about a litigation or a bankruptcy case, here is why we want to file this motion, and here's what we would like to get out of it. Right, it may not win, but it might 
Right. You know, oftentimes we're filing a motion just because we want to tell, you know, tell the story or we want to get our position, you know, in front of the judge, even if this particular motion may or may not win. Right. But you're also communicating that. And like, like you said, you're setting expectations. And to me, that is the backbone of honest communication. Yeah. Because that's another way I think a lot of lawyers fail is they just tell their client, yeah, we're going to win. Well, it's what they what they think the client wants to hear. Right, they right. tell them what they think they want to hear. Right, rather it, than right. And it ends, ends badly when the outcome isn't what the lawyer has led the client to believe. Right, and they're really doing the client a disservice. Sure, because clients invest time and energy and obviously money mm-hmm. in our services, and if you don't give them a realistic portrayal of the potential risks, the costs, everything else, then, you know, they're making decisions based on bad information. And no one should ever do that. Right. Right. I mean, we've had, but you also, I think it's also our job to funnel, if you will, the information, because sometimes litigation can be like drinking out of a fire hose. And it's, if you just turn around and dump that information on the client and say, Mm -hmm. what do you think? You're making your client's life more difficult, but you're also not doing your job. Your job, it's we're we're lawyers. We're the lawyer. They hired us because we know the law because we understand what. It, don't send your client a case and say, "Here's the case." Tell them what it means. You know that's why they have a lawyer, so they don't have to read a case. They have lawyers to read cases. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, distilling information is such a critical component of what we do, and presenting it in a clear, understandable fashion for clients, even when you know. If if you are asked to review something, I was asked to review something in a case and provide my edits, and I knew it was going to take me a little longer than I anticipated. And I just sent an email saying, hey, I'm working on it. I will get you my comments by no later than to let them know that it just didn't go off into the ether or that it's just sitting there. Right. You know? Yeah. Again, just being thoughtful about, well, if I had sent that email, what would I want? You're waiting. But yeah, you're waiting for a response and it doesn't come. come. Right. 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 And, and so I always sort of think about it that way. And and I'm always amazed. And I think you you hit it earlier, not just lawyers, but anybody in the uh, daily life, like don't, they don't respond and they're not responsive, you know, and, and what, yeah. it, people are amazed like, oh, thank you for the email or thank you for the response. And I'm, I, I was always amazed when I was coming up as a young lawyer and I did respond. I made the phone call or sent an email and and people were like, yeah, that I would never get that from another lawyer. I just, right. you know, and I was always amazed by that. Right. It's just one of yeah, our core I, values. It's just something we do. It's just in our our bones, but it's just not inherent in everybody. Yeah. And I think clients appreciate it. The other thing, you know, we and I, like you said, not just clients. I keep you know falling back to clients because I think they're the the key example. But it's. Like, how you present things to, you know, if, if you want a response to something, if, if, you know, I have a whatever rule, if you will, if I'm asking five questions to somebody, I'm going to number them and make it very clear that I'm asking five questions and I want to answer to all five questions rather than just putting together a 12 paragraph email that they have to scroll for five minutes onto their, on their phone to, mm-hmm. to see how are they going to read this? What's it going to be like? Is this easy for them to answer? Are they going to, you know, can they even keep track of all the questions I'm asking, you know? And really, I, I kind of think it's, it's our job to make life easy for the listener, whether it's a client or a judge or opposing counsel, even, you know, if I'm trying to convince somebody of something, it's my job to 
convince them to make it easy for them to understand my position. Right. Communicate. Yeah. And to communicate clearly in a manner that here, here's what, here's the, my position and here's why I'm, you know, conveying it to you or here's why I'm sending you this email. Right. You know, the, your comment before about the, you know, the response, you know, you, you made the, you, you know, the key connection is that if I was re- on the receiving end or if I was the sender, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's employing empathy because you're, you're, you're communicating with someone in the way that you want to be communicated with. And I think that's what we oftentimes forget is that communication is a two-way street. It's a message I send, mm-hmm. but it's also the message that you receive. You know? right. And if I send a message and I don't get a response, I might be thinking, oh, did he receive it? Did I? Maybe I didn't send it. Or maybe he's... You know, maybe the Wi-Fi was down. Maybe, you know, we start jumping to conclusions about what's happening. Is Brett busy? Did Brett miss this? Did he delete it? He's ignoring me. I'm a big believer in responding when you see it, if you can. Not, well, let me wait. And it's because it's off hours or whatever. I don't, I just, I'm not like that. Maybe I didn't come up that way. I don't know. I'm not suggesting that, yeah. And I'm not suggesting that, Listen, if you're with your family, if it's on a Saturday night or you're out, or I, okay, I get that. I'm great. But I'm just talking about within the day or even at night sometimes or even on the weekends. If I see an email and I can respond to it, I'm going to because that's what sets you apart. Right. And that's what, you know, how am I moving my client's interests? How am I moving the case I'm involved in along forward? Right. How am I progressing it? And if I see something and I can respond to it, then I might as well. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, right. we have these devices. Yeah, we have these devices. Right. Like, it's there. I'm doing it. That's fine. If it requires a more substantive response, I may respond and say what I did, said, which is, got it. I will review and get back to you. Right. You know, to me, some would say, well, that's a non-response. No, it's not. You know, it's not a response, right? You're communicating and conveying that you received the message, that you were going to review it, if it requires a substantive response or a review of a document, whatever it is, and say, I'm going to get back to you. Right. And you're doing what you said before, which is setting expectations. Right. And moving things forward and progressing. And that's what, to me, that's the thought process that every lawyer should should have every day when they're doing something in a case. Not, I'm just pushing paper, I'm just doing some research or I'm just drafting something like how does this fit within the larger scope of the representation and the interests of the client right yeah and it's also you know that point about you know responding to the email it's also one of the points that Brett Spodak who was a guest on one of our earlier episodes taught us about you know email inbox efficiency is just touch it once if you can yeah if so if you have the email and you can respond just respond to it why Open it, close it, and then open it again and close it, and open you know open it five times before you respond. It's just terribly inefficient. You're, well, you're going to forget. I mean, or you're or, yeah. or more importantly, I mean, you're going to forget. You're going to read it. It's going to be in your inbox. Your inbox is going to get more full with newer emails. Right. It goes down the list, it's, and then the list. and then uh, if you scroll, then you'll see it again. Right. But when will you see that again? And so that creates all kinds of issues. We don't have time for that. But yeah. you know. So that's to me, I'm not, I don't stand on ceremony and say, you know, I want them to think I'm too busy. And so I'm, you know, I'm unavailable. And so I'm not going to respond. Right. You know, I actually go the other way. Let them know. Yeah. And I mean, and and I think the other, the other, um, 
you're also sending a message to the other folks on the team, mm-hmm. you know, internally that, hey, I'm on this, I'm responding. And so, and this is how, you know, you're modeling the behavior, if you will, that you want is when something comes in, you know, jump on it and respond to it. And I, and I think the same thing goes even internally when you're, when you go to court, for example, and you come back and there's five new deadlines. Typically, you're going to go right to the paralegal and say, mm-hmm. hey, these are the new deadlines. and the, Or the rest of the team and say, hey, these are the new deadlines in the case. Because you're part of a team. Yeah. You're letting everybody else know what's happening. And the same thing is you know, true for email or telephone or whatever, any other type of communication. Informing everybody on what's going on is... Well, that's being efficient, right? Right. I mean, uh, we can get into productivity and efficiency. Right, that's and, all. Yeah. You know, and all that. But yeah. I think that, again, how am I moving it forward? You know, right. I could go back and I could tell have the paralegal come find me or right. wait for a scheduling order to come wait through, order to or, come you know, and I'm hopeful that, I mean, so, so that to me is, a, a no, to us is a no brainer. I know that's how we do things, but, you know, in terms of clients, when you communicate with them, it's like when you forward something to them, this should be, oh, okay. I, I know why they're doing You're this. You're adding clarity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, them. like, oh, wait. Why are you doing this? Right. No, it should be, thank you. I, I now I they should understand why you're doing this and how it fits within your strategy. Right. Right. In other words, because they, you've already communicated. Right. That. Exactly. Right. Exactly. In <laughs> right? other words, it's a follow up to another yeah. prior communication. Right. You already told them that you're going to court on Thursday for the big hearing. Right. It's not like they're right. hearing the outcome of a hearing. They're learning about the outcome right. of a hearing that they never knew was even going to happen. Or you send place. them a draft of a motion, you know, and they've, they've already, they should know, what they should know why, right. you know, like why you're putting this together, why you're filing the motion, right. what it's about, you know, before they see it. In, in my, in my view. Yeah. Ideally, listen, there's things that pop up. There's things that happen. It's, you know, we're talking about it in ideal circumstances, but right. you know, I get that there are times when that's not, not something that can that you can control. You know, sometimes it, things just happen. Sometimes, yeah. you know, your client is depends on the circumstances, depends on your practice right. Right. and your client base. I know our operation is we want our clients to tell us stop. That's too much too information, much, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Until they yeah. because right. you know, to us, an informed client is right. is is best, right? But at the same time, we want to be respectful, so we don't want to send a. A, a full one, you know, two page update no. every three days, you know, because they have lots of things to do. <laughs> Your case Correct. is not the only thing this client's dealing with. So Correct. you have to be, or we have to be, we're aware of this to be thoughtful and efficient with how mm-hmm. we communicate. We give status reports periodically, not right. every day. Right. But if, you know, at the same time, if they know there's a big hearing, you know, summary judgment hearing on Thursday, they, are going to expect to hear from you on Thursday or right. late, Friday, the latest, if it's afternoon or whatever, yeah. and you can't get to them before then. But I think some of this is, you know, going back to what you said before expectations, but also remembering that you're part of a team and, you know, obviously the client is a critical part of the team, but all, all the other people are parts of the team too. And so, you know, going back to the outcome of the hearing, you go to court the paralegal or the whoever's on the team, maybe the associate didn't get to go with you to court and you come back. And if you don't communicate to them what happened, they were part of the prep. You know, that associate did the research, the paralegal put together the trial notebook. And, and so 
part of, I think, our success is that, you know, we work in teams, but we, we have our, everyone is a truly an important part of what we do. And so that's the wins and the fails too. It's like if they are just preparing for battle and they don't find out what happens at the end of the battle, that's a little deflating, I think. And also doesn't allow people to feel like they're part of something. Well, you know? I go back to, I think, what I said about my expectations. How would I feel? Right. I always think about that. If I was on a team and I was right as a young lawyer, right. I was on a team and I prepped and like, if, and I didn't, if I didn't go to court, someone else went to court or a deposition or a mediation and they came back and they didn't tell me what happened or what, you know, how would I, how would that make me feel? Yeah. You know? And so it's empathy for that saying, look, they help. They're part of the team. We should have this communication internally. And that's to me, that's culture and that's part of our core values and all that stuff for sure. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with even a draft, you know, even of a young associates prepares a draft Mm -hmm. motion for you and you revise it and just file it and don't tell them anything. Well, one, they don't know what happened. Did I have good work product? Is there feedback? Did, you know, was this so there's, you know, you've cut off an opportunity for a you know, learning opportunity because you right. didn't share feedback, but also yep. they don't feel like they're part of something. They don't their or their work doesn't count and they have no sense of, you know, of, you know, whatever community I was gonna say, but really of of collaboration and being part of it. And I really think that that is we're talking about communication, but that is such an important part of the success of a law firm is, you know, is building that culture and maintaining a sense of belonging and, mm-hmm. and importance. You know, people want to know, I think lawyers, staff, everyone wants to know that they're part of something. I agree. So to me, it's, you know, just employ empathy and think about if you were in the other situation, yeah. if you were on the other side, you know, what would you want? How would you want it? And when would you want it? Yeah. And, you know, just overthink communication. Right. Not overthink the substance, like just, but overthink how should I be communicating? When should I be communicating and communicate? If you're stifled, talk to somebody about, you know, what you should say. Right. Yeah. Don't do nothing because that's the worst. Right. Yeah. That leads to all sorts of issues. Yeah. If you're on a phone call and they're static, you can let the other person know, hey, I can't really hear you. It's breaking up. But if you're in writing, you don't really have that opportunity. Yeah. But the other, you know, the it's, so it's a little bit more challenging. But to, to your point, you just have to invest a little energy and think about it more so than when you're just speaking with someone. And I'm going to drop this and then we're going to be, we're going to leave. I think this could be another, another podcast. So I'll just drop this and we're going to end, which is nice. sarcasm in black and white. Oh, yeah. Does not work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. Sarcasm in writing does not work. Thank you, Nelson. Thank you for, for this, Brett. Thank you for communicating with me openly, honestly, frequently. I value it. Diabolic. If you like this episode, please give us a five star review. Follow us, share the episode with your friends and family, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Nelson. For more information on this show and other resources, visit fastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Fast Amron.